You really know how to wear a guy out, he says. I trace a knuckle down the side of his face. It seems unfair that he should know me and I don't know him, but I'm unsure of the etiquette. Excuse me, but who are you and why are we fucking? I should go, I tell him. He gives an annoyed laugh. You just said you wanted to stay. So I stay with a stranger in the shadows of a room I do not recognize, looking out onto a city that is not my home. The window stretches across the wall and I stare at the twinkling lights. I smooth my hand along his chest. It seems like the polite thing to do. He strokes my hair and brings my hand to his lips and if anyone were watching us, we would look like two people in love. A blackout is the untangling of a mystery. It's detective work on your own life. A blackout is, what happened last night? Who are you and why are we fucking? As I lie in the crook of his arm, I have so many questions. But one is louder than the others. In literature, it's the question that launches grand journeys, because heroes are often dropped into deep, dark jungles and forced to machete their way out. But for the blackout drinker, it's the question that launches another shitty Saturday. How did I get here? Introduction Women Who Drink I was 33 and lying on a futon in the middle of the day watching a talk show because I could. I was a freelance writer in New York and I was hungover and try to stop me. The show was discussing roofies, GHB, Rehypnol, the date rape drugs. This was 2007, but I'd been hearing about roofies since the late 90s. Odorless, colorless substances dropped into a drink to erase memory, like something out of a sci-fi movie. I'd recently seen a network crime drama in which the heroine was slipped a roofie and woke up in a dangerous man's house. Every once in a while, motherly types, including my actual mother, worried I might be vulnerable to this invisible menace. The talk show host, for one, was very concerned. Ladies, cover your drinks. I had a different drinking problem, although I wouldn't have used the word problem, at least not without air quotes. One morning, I woke up in the living room of a cute British guy's apartment. The inflatable mattress was leaking, and my ass was scraping the ground in a plastic hammock. The last thing I remembered was walking my friend Lisa to the subway the night before. She held both my hands. Do not go home with that guy, she said. And I said, I promise, pinky swear. Then I went back into the bar, and he ordered us another round. This was the kind of excitement I wanted from a single life in New York the kind of excitement I was hoping to find when I left Texas at the age of 31 in a Honda loaded down with books and heartbreak. I understood the city was not the shimmering fantasia portrayed by charming Audrey Hepburn movies and Woody Allen Valentines and four fancy ladies on HBO. But I wanted my own stories, and I understood drinking to be the gasoline of all adventure. The best evenings were the ones you might regret. I had sex with some random British dude and woke up on a leaking air mattress, I texted my friend Stephanie. Congratulations, she texted back. Awesome. High five. Hell yeah. These were the responses I got from female friends when I told them about my drunken escapades. Most of my friends were married by this point. Sometimes they wondered aloud what being unattached in their 30s would be like. Careening around the city at 2 a.m., tilting the wide brim of a martini glass toward the sky to catch whatever plunked into it. Being unattached in my thirties felt good. I wasn't so lonely. Reality TV was quite robust that year.
design programs, chef programs, musicians who used to be famous dating women who hoped to become famous. That roofie talk show made it seem like being a single woman was perilous, and you had to be on guard at all times. But I was numb to terror alerts by then. Whatever horror existed in the world, I was pretty sure GHB was not my problem. Once, I got so blasted at a party I woke up in a dog bed in someone else's house. Do you think you got roofied? My friend asked me. Yes, I told her. I think someone slipped me ten drinks. Books about alcoholism often talk about the hidden drinking of women. That's been the line for decades. Bottles stashed behind the potted plant. Sips taken with shaking hands when no one is looking because society looks down on women who drink. I looked up to women who drink. My heart belonged to the defiant ones, the cigarette smokers, the pain.